This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. And good morning, San Diego. Welcome to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with George Allman. Ken Anderson and Mark Mahady have the day off, so I will just say good morning. And I, in return, shall say good morning to you, sir. Is that, that it? That's We're it. done? We're done. All right. Thank you. How are you? I am excellent. Good. Thank you so much for asking. How are you I am thus doing far? well, thank you. Doing well. How was your morning? Well, just kind of getting started, but it was a good morning. It was uh, much warmer this morning as I departed the house. It was nice as somebody who doesn't like the cold. Yes, I know. I, I was worried about you a <laughs> couple week of weeks it, ago. Yeah. Yes, when it was It was cold. 55 coming down the hill. You know, it was, yeah, it was lovely. It was balmy. Almost, uh, almost balmy. Balmy is a stretch, but it was nice. Compared to what we've had, we have moisture in the air. It was kind of hazy. I mean, there was... There was I agree. It wasn't that. foggy. No. But, but it, it wasn't, wasn't clear. Raining, but, right. You could see stars, but there were high clouds. I did not see any stars from my vantage point. Huh. And you're closer to them than I am. I'm, yeah, I'm way up there. You know what? Where I was you too live, close. Where you live, it's higher, but you are not quite as high. Oh, so, I see. so it balances. It balances. Yeah, so we're probably at about it. the same, yeah. same, same space. Same altitude. But it was nice out. And we are expecting rain. We're expecting copious rain, and lots of it, too. And as I understand it, it keeps getting pushed a little bit. Originally, it was going to be significant today and tomorrow, and now it's later today, tomorrow, and significant on Monday. What do you call significant? Inches. Half inch, three-quarter inch. I think today we are still expecting between one-half and one inch of rain in most areas of the county. That's why we have you here, because you're the weather guy. And just looking at their hydrologic forecast, every six-hour period, starting in the six-hour period of 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock this morning and into today, we're supposed to have rain through Monday, through through all of Monday. And before all is said and done, we should be somewhere between, I would guess, most areas of the county, if they are correct. Correct. Are looking at between one and a half and two and a half inches of rain over this, rain. yeah. Yep. And most of it looks fairly spread out, so it might be a good soaking rain instead of a flooding, washing everything, washing away, away rain. everything rain. And your neighbors won't get all your debris, and or vice versa. You yes. get theirs, right? Yes. Did so. It's with, a share with, and let share with this with this forecast and the rain. Did you take advantage of the opportunity to put some fertilizers out? Well, I appreciate you asking that because normally when we're here on the air, I talk about what I may or may not do, and then I generally end up may not doing it. Would you but agree with that? I, I would agree. Yesterday when I got home, there was still daylight, and I mixed up some concoctions in a bucket, carefully measured out. Nothing. In accordance with the label. And spread fertilizer on most of my 
citrus and evergreen plants, things that had leaves on so them. So your avocados and so, avocados. Mango, do you still have mangoes? I did, and I did feed it. Awesome. It is next to my guavas. Awesome. And so it should be it should be a good event because the lighter rain is today and tomorrow. And that should soak it into the ground before the flooding rains come and wash it all away. <laughs> One hopes. Now, did you? I did do some. I did a 40-pound bag on most of the trees. We still have some more to do, and I hope to get that done this morning after the show before I go to work. Ah, uh, because you have time off and get to do Just that. Just a little bit, a little bit before I come in. But, you know, did you do any roses since you have roses? I did a little bit, but not much. That's a good segue because we have classes today. Oh, you're and, going there already? Well, it's just that it's a segue for classes. We, okay, we, go. We have rose go, classes go. at both stores today because it's kind of rose season. It's time it to is. be pruning and spraying, and maybe we'll talk about that later. But it's rose season in San Diego at 9 o'clock. There's Rose Care with Beth Van Boxtel of the San Diego Rose Society. And in Poway at 9.30, it's Bear Root and Rose Care with uh, Celeste Burns, who formerly of E.B. Stone, who came down a special treat for us coming from her nursery up outside of Santa Barbara to teach a rose class for us. So if you have roses, want to get roses, don't know what to do at your roses, a great opportunity at both stores to learn, live and learn. And for those who are unaware, the reason we reach out to Celeste is because she's done rose classes in the past and they have been so highly uh, rated. She is a great speaker. She, is, she, she knows her stuff. And she always has some great tidbits that other folks have not, addressed with roses including us when we teach our rose class all right so, what well, what is uh, but, do you have a tidbit that comes to she, mind she speaks about brushing the the crown of a of a, yes. an old old rose with a wire brush adding some uh, alfalfa meal which has i believe some hormones that can help regenerate or in, induce to growth. the crown or those two separate things to the crown and then you she fe- puts alfalfa well, meal yeah, on she, the no, crown I mean, she feeds the whole thing but so it, it ends up on top but no it putting alfalfa meal in the in the rose uh planting area as okay. so, and to help generate new growth and and it's i think it works i've tried it on some of my roses and it seems to increase cane production did you not not try it on some of your roses i have to- also not tried it and that's mostly because after a while i'm pretty lazy so i do some roses and not the others and there has been a difference you, you've noticed I, I you've paid attention yes oh okay and and interestingly Fair you know, enough. We, we, we tout using ada perry's right Yes, doesn't it have alfalfa meal in it? No. It uh, well, it does. Yeah. It didn't used to. Right. I think it but, does. But uh, I was told the magnesium is the, in there helps to be a good catalyst for basil canes, those new big canes that are so exciting, as long they as are. they're not suckers. Correct. Okay. Which I still have. You you were at my house a couple, well, it's been a few months, but you you walked out to the Rose Garden, and from a distance you said, oh, there's two suckers right there. And I left those two suckers because I want to see what they produce. Oh, you didn't believe me. They're still there. And they, I, when I prune, when we pruned the roses back last week, I left those two canes still there because I want to see what flowers come out of it because it looks very similar to the, the, the first flower I saw coming out, but, and it got into the winter. We lost it. It looks like the same rose that was on the parent plant. So you're doubting me. I'm doubting you. And you're saving that just to prove it. I'm saving it, exactly. As soon as I get some pictures this year when it produces, we'll have a discussion. What made me think that it was a sucker? The way it's coming out from the roots down oh. below. Yeah. Okay. But well, if it's then on, it probably if it's on, is. Well, not if it's on its own root. That is correct. And that's but then it I'm, shouldn't look different than the rest of the plant. It didn't look different. It just came from a little bit below the existing canes. So 
it was a very full bush that you looked at. Okay. The shrub was very loaded with, with foliage and, and flowers. I'm just going to stare at you to try and make you feel uncomfortable. I, I'm good. You're, I will have pictures. Photographic evidence forthcoming. Well, you should have cut it back then so that... I did. It's, everything's oh, cut you, you, back. I, I including kept, the... And, yeah, I, I pruned I that I got you. Well. You didn't remove them completely. I did not remove you them. They them. are part of the shrub right now, awaiting further growth and flower evidence that it's the same plant. I okay. haven't, as you as you do. We have a number of roses that are on their own root. Yeah, and no, some I, of mine I, keep spreading out. And, and you know, how do you know this them. is one of them? I don't. I couldn't tell if and, there was a graft. And so, so you are going on air now and telling people that I don't either. Is that correct? Well, you didn't look closely. You looked at it from at a distance. So, and did I say that is a sucker? Or it looks like one. Oh, I think you said you, that that rose has suckers coming up. All right. So you were very right. you were very firm in your opinion. Well, I hope it is then. You hope it's a sucker? Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. I do. And we'll see what happens. And I know what you're thinking right now. You're hoping it's not. You're Absolutely. mean. Absolutely. I usually play the mean guy on air, not you. Can we get back to the weather? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank good. Oh, wait. Well, did you do You didn't do next week? I didn't do next week, week okay, class. I can continue. do that real quick, and then we'll yeah. come back. So next week in San Diego, that'll be the 27th of January, Pest ID with Kathleen at 9 a.m. and in Poway at 9.30. It's blueberries, and it's going to be Care, Culture, and Varieties with Richard Wright. Okay. That's another popular class with, when, when we do the it blueberries. Is. Now I want to come back to... Let's go back to weather or roses, whatever you want to do. Okay. Well, we're going to have rain this weekend. We are. We should have a good soaking rain, whether it is only one inch or two to three inches. Things are going to get watered, most likely. I don't normally... Put out the fertilizer until it's raining because sometimes the forecasters are a little bit off. But I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them and 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 I did feed. And so please make sure you turn off all your sprinklers. Does anyone have their sprinklers on? I'm sure they do. Oh yeah, yes, my neighbor does. Really? Yeah. Every night they go on for five minutes. I hear them I hear them every night. You would think someone that does this kind of work for a living would educate them on perhaps not having it gone every night or unless it's zip, different zones go ahead no you're, you're no no, no. you're you're, you're absolutely <laughs> i mean making the face because you're absolutely right and we speak occasionally not regularly okay. but i have not i'm i'm trying to think if years ago i mentioned something or not but they're happy and it doesn't go on okay. that long yeah. and plants are doing okay so it's not worth the hassle correct okay we're not in a drought. If we were in a stage 17 drought, then I would let them know. Okay. Because so then I'd be being a Budinsky rather than a <laughs> helpful neighbor. But otherwise. you can, Does it flow to your property or is it below? No, 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 no. And I never see runoff. They don't the, go on that long. The reason I say that, I had, I had a neighbor uh, at my old house who loved watering his plants. And he would, you know, two or three times a week he would run his sprinklers, but excessively. And in one section of my yard, I would gather all, it would just roll into my yard. And I never had to water that portion of my property and everything was growing really well. And I didn't use any water for it. So I was wondering if you had that same. I get the benefit from the other neighbor whose drippers are usually on. And my citrus, I have a row of citrus on the neck between the driveway and their property. So I do get some benefit from that. And I do remember that I did not feed one of my citrus trees. And this morning I was going to remember to take a, a cup full of fertilizer down to give to it, but I did not. You are going to remember. 
But and I thought about it, okay. but then I just decided not to do it. You, you probably have some time this evening is before that, the big rains come. Yeah. Well, I don't want to do it when the big rains come because it's going to wash it off. The, the secondary big rains. You'll have some time to get it in. They'll still soak in because the big stuff, I think, is tomorrow or Monday. Thunderstorms yeah, they're talking Monday, about. Right? They're talking so, about Monday. Yeah, with the, so you'll have some time. Okay. But I don't want to do it for that. That's no, you what want to have it in before. I want to have it now for all the gentle rains. Run home and do it. Have a neighbor do it. Nah. I'll take care of it. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> we should well, just end this show early today. You're done? Nothing else? No, nothing else. Well, real quick, in uh, at in Balboa Park. Oh, yes, please. Um, That's part of the... Yeah. There's uh, nothing really today. There's a board meeting of some sort. But t- tomorrow, the San Diego Carnivorous Society is meeting from 10 to 1. In at Casa del Casa Prado, Prado 101? 104. Oh, 104. Okay, same complex. Right, same complex, 104. And then next weekend, beginning on Friday, the 26th, the 27th, and the 28th, is the San Diego Orchid Society Winter Show and Sale. Now, I've never gone to that. Have you been to the Orchid Show down there? I have not. I know everyone that I've spoken to that has touts it and says it's a great venue but including, I've not gone. including Ken including, including Ken and so. you get to see things at different times of the year because yep. there's always different things blooming yep. okay if you would like to give us a call the number here is 888-344-1170 that's 888-344-1170 you're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ we're going to take a break and be back right after this Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And... We are back with more garden talk or banter on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with George Allman. Mark Mahady and Ken Anderson have the day off. So we are the 50% solution today. The lower 50%. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Bottom? Bottom. Okay. Bottom half. Um, we were talking before we went into the break about the rain and shutting off sprinklers and you were surprised that... Everybody's sprinklers are not already off. Well, I, I meant that in general terms. I mean, there are some things that you will water, particularly if they're new and things. But some folks still have water going to, you know, things like avocados, right? Yes. Anyone you know? Yes. Who? Kevin Granchetto just texted to say that. And now that he said that, I watered my avocados last week as well. Because it's we haven't had that much I, rain. I agree. But as far as like having them on for the entirety of the I yard, sh- I most people have it, I think, no. shut off. I shan't water them today, tomorrow, right. or for the rest of this coming week. So but the, the spritzes we had last week and the week before were enough to delay rain and just to moisten the soil, but not it wasn't a watering. Delay watering, not rain. So, so, Kevin, we appreciate you taking care of your avocados for us. And actually, Kevin, I appreciate those avocados. We just had them with dinner the other night, and they're delicious. And I thank you. And I told George that I haven't had mine yet, but uh, last night when I was 
getting the fertilizer out of the trunk of my car. I looked at your avocados that you gave me last week, which are still in the trunk of my car, but I did check them and they're not quite ripe. But I'm thinking in the next day or two, they should be ripe. And maybe I'll even take them out of the trunk of my car. Do you not have enough storage in your kitchen? No storage. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I find that... I, first off, I find it very typical of David Ross, but I also find it rather rather humorous that that they're still I'm in checking the car. them. You're checking. I know you go in that trunk daily, and that I've seen you every time you go to the car. You open the trunk, probably because there's food in there that you need to deal with. You know, it's cool. So it. it, I, it I gotcha. It's funny. I find it. I find it very. Funny. <laughs> I'm glad that I am here for you. Oh goodness. Is anything? Uh, shall we move along, Douglas? Please. All right. Uh, anything blooming or fruiting in your yard right now? Well, fruiting citrus, blood oranges we're eating, and... What kind? Um, Morrow right now. Better enjoy them. I am enjoying my citrus very much. Uh, we have uh, lemons like everybody else, and um, satsuma, would... tangerines, we're eating those. Satsuma mandarins right now. Okay. Yep. I have some satsumas uh, blooming, or no, fruiting. They're ripe. I haven't harvested them yet. They're in a sleeve pot sitting in <laughs> uh, under my pomegranate tree still. And at least they're not in the trunk next to the avocados. When did we when did we close those out at half price? Oh, a year ago. I mean, that's how long it's been there. I've kept it alive that long. Well, that's an effort because those smaller pots need much more frequent watering and so I applaud and they're vent- you. And they're ventilated. Right. I applaud which- you. I think the lemon tree next to it may not have made it. I I I think I was sharing with you with regard to citrus I was reading in the, I think it was the San Diego Gardener uh, Facebook page. S- someone had commented on citrus being slow when they first put it in the ground, and I've experienced this as well. You put it in the ground, and it just sits there, and nothing happens. You think it's not ever going to grow, and then the next year, a little bit of movement, and the third year, it starts getting, you know, the, the leaves start shooting out, new branching, and it, and it does really well. So I saw, I heard of someone call it that citrus sleeps the first year, creeps the second year, and leaps the third year. And That's li- very witty. I liked it, and it and it has been my experience. I just never put words to it. And That's very think? nice. Do you agree? Honestly, I've not noticed that. But when they sleep or creep, I just take it as I haven't taken proper care of it, and I haven't paid attention to it. The Or it, you've been taking care of it because you've been keeping them alive, but then when it leaps, you think, oh, it's because of me. I've added because water I and I finally fed it, finally but the actual, it. actually that's just their habit. So a year and a half ago, we planted a couple of those specialty citrus. We got in some Shiranui, mm. and uh, I have the USDA 88-2, and I planted them both. But the USDA 88-2 is closer to a water source than the other one. And for some reason, it has crept better than the Shiranui, which needs a little bit more help. But I'm guessing now, now I don't have to worry about it being me. It's just the nature of citrus. It's the nature of the beast. It sleeps, it creeps, and it leaps. Right. So I'm I'm a creeper waiting to leap her. (laughs) I I have a Shiranui. I don't know which tree it is because remember a couple of weeks ago we discussed the biggest lie we tell ourselves. I'll remember what that is. Yes. I can't find the tag that was there. No little pieces of fruit on it? Not yet, no. Well, mine has a little piece of yeah. fruit on it that tells me it yeah. is what it is. Sure. But the fruit's tiny because, well, because it was it's, stressed. It's, well, it's creeping. It's, a young tree. it's creeping. It's creeping. Right. 
Um, shall we Shiranui right now while since we're Shiranuiing? Well, if we're talking about citrus, yeah. So you brought a piece of fruit in today. Yes, and I even shared one with Brendan. I don't know if he's had it to eat yet. But what is it? What is this piece of fruit? Well, I think it has a trademark name. If you were to go to one of the big grocery stores, right, Sumo. If you want to go to a big grocery store and, and pay five ninety nine a fruit or five ninety nine a pound, it might be in a pound, isn't it? For the sumo? I think yeah. um, Evan told me that's what he right. was at right. at his local grocery store. Right. But this one isn't that. This is Big Honey's Sweet Decopon Mandarin. And Decopon is another name for Sharonui. That's the name. It's what it's called. Oh, the in, tree in, in Japan, right? And it is a delicious seedless. Mandarin. You were going to say orange. I, I don't know what I was going to say. I was you freezing paused, on, yeah. on... yeah. Mandarin. Mandarin. And I had one yesterday, and I sent somebody down to the bottom of the hill. I, I, I'm going to share. Okay. So, frequently in the mornings on my way to work, I stop by the grocery outlet in Poway to pick up Food. who knows what, whatever. Stuff to leave in your car next to the but avocados. They have decoponds. And they're a buck ninety nine a pound, so I took company money and sent somebody to go get some to share with the crew. And I had one yesterday. I think it's the first Decopon Shiranui, the sumo of expensive stores that I've had, and it was delish. I have a a Poncon at home, which is the parentage. which is one of the parents, right. uh, one of the two parents of this uh, Decopon fruit that you can find now. Um, but mine has has seeds, and the flavors are a little bit different. I love it. It's oh, it's I've, great. Yeah, you've given me pieces uh, or citrus from the um, pumpkin. It's wonderful. It is it is wonderful. It's different than this, but uh, very very good. And so, so what I'm you're saying go. is you can they're available. Yes, and they're a delicious piece of fruit. And after the radio this morning, I am going to stop at the grocery <laughs> outlet in Poway and get some more. If with you, I if, will use my own money this if time. If you can get there before all of the 17 listeners go there and get it before you. Oh, we're up to 20 now. Are we? Yeah. Oh. And if they all go, there may be no $1.99 a pound mm. share of waiting for me. That's going to be terrible. Now, I'm trying to get to the cursor before I say we're going to go to to Fran, but I can't find my cursor. I know it's here somewhere. Curse! That cursor. There it is. Good morning, Fran. How are you? Oh, nope. I think Brendan's going to have to save us. Thank you, Brendan. Good morning, Fran. Good morning. Um, I've got, I want to comment on the comments that I made last week, just before I closed and hung up on you guys. And I heard your comment afterwards about, oh, we know Fran, we should get paid her and everything. But what I wanted to emphasize to the listeners is what I say, I am sincere. I'm not trying to make you guys feel good. It's true. The classes that you have, you bring in experts in the field to give these classes that are knowledgeable. They've worked it. They've been in the industry for years. Even when we have classes with you and George together, you should take the show on the road because it is hilarious. When I hear you in the morning, Saturday's morning, it makes my day. It really does. You, you're, you, you banter back and forth between each other. But when you teach a class, you're serious. You're knowledgeable. For instance, David, when you did the class on staghorn fern, 
you did it for years and years. And everybody was just impressed with how you, and, and some of us brought uh, some of our staghorn ferns and you mounted it for us, which was uh, excellent. And at one point on mine, the only thing I wanted was to find out how to get it out of the pot. I had put it in a clay pot. It had been there for years, got a sprinkle of water every once in a while, and it was getting a little bit big. Well, you took it out without any problem. I don't know why I couldn't have done that. And then you said, well, what do you think about cutting it in half? And everybody went, oh. But I said, go ahead, whatever you think, and you should see it now. Your knowledge, your uh, the products that you sell, you have everything that any gardener would want. And if you don't have it, you'll get it for your clients. And it is just a wonderful place. It's not like these box stores that are actually hardware stores that are selling plants that are like fruit trees that are for a different area of the country. You've got what is specifically for our area and will grow. I remember buying a Montmorency cherry tree um, from one of those big box stores when I, we first did it. My mother and I were so excited. The first year we got one cherry and we cut it in half and we had to spit it out because, boy, that was the most <laughs> It was awful and it never, it never bloomed after that. It just wasn't meant for that area. But that's how I learned. And a lot of the, even the nurseries, when they have a class, um, the, you know, you need to, to, Promote your products also. So they were talking about weed control. Well, they had a product called the uh, corn gluten, okay? And that's good for when you have a seed bed and you put this on so that you get, it doesn't allow the, the weeds to come up. My problem with that product is that it's corn, and if it's not organic corn that they use, you can't use it in an organic garden. So that's what... But they don't promote their own product. They don't know it. Sometimes they don't even realize. Somebody asks, why should I take off the suckers? And so when I had visited France, I realized that up north of France, their trees were always denuded. Of their their uh, tomato plants were always denuded of leaves. And I was wondering why. But in the south, they were just full, big, bushy tomato plants. Well, the reason is because the south of France, they get too much sun, and that burns it. You can almost cook the tomatoes on, on, the, on the tomato plants if they don't have enough foliage. But up north, where they don't have as much, but they don't know all that. And I'm sure you guys already knew that, and probably if you had a tomato class, you would tell the same thing. So to me, like I said again, your listeners should take advantage of the classes. It's wonderful. The quality of the plants that you sell, everything in it, it's worth your drive. I drive all the way from North County to go down to see you guys, and it's worth the drive, believe you me. So I just wanted to reiterate that to you, and I'll be coming to your class this morning. All righty, Fran. Thank you so much for the kind words. Thank you much. I I know I'm not good with compliments, but thank you very, very much, Fran. But but you deserve it. You guys do, and you do a wonderful job. And... um, I, I like the Poway store even better than the San Diego store. So, up, 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 up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Did you no. block that out, Brendan? That didn't go out over the air, did it? Thanks. Thanks very okay. much, Fran. We'll see you in a little Bye. while. See you in a little while. Bye. Bye-bye.
If you would like to give us a call, the number is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're going to take another break. We can be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back. With more Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm David Ross, along with George Allman, Mark Mahady, and Ken Anderson have the weekend off. Welcome back. Hi, it's good to be here. <laughs> what the heck was that? <laughs> well, the way you looked at me, it's like, welcome back. So, it's good to be here. Oh, that's uh, very, you know, very kind. B- before Fran called, we were talking about things that we're harvesting, and we we're going through the citrus. We I got forgot the, all about that. The Sharon Nui. Um, are Good you, piece of fruit. I don't know if it's worth six bucks. Well, it's not if you get it at Grocery Outlet, apparently. That's right. Or okay. from your own backyard. Um, what else are you eating? A- anything else ripening that you're eating in the um, garden? I did a bad thing last week. Again. I went to the swap meet, and I bought a bag of oranges. And I have two gorgeous trees at home that are covered with orange oranges. But I don't think they're quite ripe. So I got them to juice. Okay. And they're, they're, they were Okay. This this surprised me how good this was because, you know, I'm not a fan of store-bought fruit. I I agree. But it was really good. But I, my, what is it? My ginseng orange, the Valencia type that you just don't find anymore is, it's probably ready to, I should try a couple. They're just starting to, not starting. They are coloring up, but usually when they're really good and ripe, they are, more orange than they are right now and i also have one other tree that's i'm forgetting its name at this moment but i'm sure i have a tag on it somewhere somewhere that uh what is it i don't know we have passion fruit eating a lot of passion fruit that's dropping in the driveway daily why don't you bring me any? I, I offer all the I know you, you do, do every that. day. Yeah, that was offer, just, that um, was. but you know what a capri has developed an allergy to passion fruit she gets tingly lips and swollen when she eats it that's like, very and sad that's come out of the blue because she was eating them all the time and and that is just the flesh itself just the flesh the, the yeah the interior have you over scraped maybe getting some of the the no. pith around the edges that are causing it nope well, you know what that means? Yeah, more for you more and I. F- yes, more for us. <laughs> I, I agree. Okay, yeah. well then we're... Uh, sorry, Capri, but thank you very much. Yeah. You know, as long as we eat it and it doesn't go to waste, it's okay. It's like things with gluten in it around you. That's I right. I get them yeah, all everybody, for me. Everybody gets the gluten stuff. Also right in between those two orange trees at home is uh, one of my pumelos, and it is it is ripening now. Was that a valentine? What? No, know? it's. I think it's thong D. Okay. I think is its name. And it it is wonderful too. The flavors are very interesting. What about your vegetable garden? Anything? Well, funny you should ask that. Yesterday, when I was out feeding, I fed my onions and my 
my uh, what's right next to them? Same the family, garlic. garlic. The garlic, and they're supposed to be nitrogen lovers. And so before two rains ago, I threw out a little bit, and I threw out some more yesterday. And it's very high nitrogen. I hope we get enough rain to dissipate it. <laughs> before it burnt, was it ammonia sulfate? sulfate? Well, it was a little bit of a uh, sulfate of ammonia and a little bit of. The best lawn food, twenty one seven fourteen. High nitrogen, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they'll have plenty of nitrogen, and I threw it on all the citrus, and well, we already talked about right. that. I'm I'm losing my broccoli. All oh, my my brassica starts the broccoli and uh, cabbages to rats. But when I get them in there, they're chewing them down. Remember, I had that problem with kale a while back. I had the video, and up. you know it's rats. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I put stuff around it. There's there's tons of snail stuff there, and it, well, they they could be voles, but they're they're definitely little rodents. Little rodents. I uh, at, I got myself a trail camera for Christmas. That has, as we've talked about many times in the past, that has been incredibly valuable in determining what I'm trying to deal with here. I, what, what, I haven't seen anything on it yet. Have you set it out? Is that how it works? Yeah. So sitting in its box on the kitchen counter. You won't find any rodents. Where the avocados are not. <laughs> That's why I don't have room for the avocados in the kitchen because the trail, trail camera, camera box the, is the there. The trail camera has, and all kidding aside, has been great because you don't know what you're dealing with sometimes. You think it's a snail or a rabbit and you find out it's a rat or it's a raccoon or something else that's getting into Or it. a coyote. Or a coyote I would have never, right. ever believed that. Right. If I didn't see the video evidence. Or, well, you know, and I wouldn't have believed it, it for the rats with the kale until they were climbing into the top of the kale and eating the kale down. So, And the video evidence of the coyotes was before AI. So it we was, know that yeah, it was, is, we know it's real. <laughs> that is true. This is real. Absolutely. Anything else you're harvesting or uh, vegetables. maintaining? We have a lot of lettuce right now. We, you know, greens in the garden. We've eaten some of the broccoli. Uh, cabbages are starting to form. So do you have any well. herbs in your vegetable garden? You know, I wanted to talk about that since you, now that you brought it up. Yes, I, we have a bunch of herbs. We have rosemary and chives and oregano and thyme. Um, borage is starting to come back. Borage self-sows quite readily. Uh, we don't cook enough with it. Bay leaves we have. So those, what I, I would consider those uh, not only reliable herbs, but pretty. You can keep them in the garden and they're, they, they make a good addition to a flower bed when you put oregano or chives in there. You know, I know I asked you, but I've moved beyond you now. Okay, I'll just, I'm going to leave then. I'm going to see if I can do this correctly <laughs> this time. Let's let's see if Quietness. we can go to Lakeside and speak to Charlotte. No, I, I'm i going to need some, I'm going to need some more training, Brendan. Hey, Brendan, uh, you're on. It's a training issue. Could we go to Charlotte and Lake? Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning. I have a question. I heard you talking about feeding your citrus and other veggies. Um, should I do my citrus now before the rain? I would recommend it highly. I would do a light feeding right now, and I would feed everything just before this rain. Let the early half of the rain wash it into the soil for you. Unless there's areas of your yard where you expect it to wash away the fertilizer and and there I would not do it. But if your yard is an area where the water's going to soak in, feed, feed away. What do okay. you th- What do you think, I, George? I, agree. I fully agree. What about my um, peach and, and nectarine? 
The dormant trees I would not uh, feed yet. I'd wait about another probably two to four weeks or probably closer to a month when they're starting to bloom and grow, when you start to see the the movement in them, that's when I would, just prior to a rain, feed those. But right now, while they're still sleeping, I'd, I'd, I'd let sleeping trees lie. <laughs> okay. Should I, Now, I've usually put on a granular-type stuff, and I kind of rake it in a little bit. Um, is that okay? I, I'd be very careful with raking. Uh, there should be feeder roots on the surface in there that you could damage. So I am not a huge fan of that. If we don't get enough rain to wash it into the soil, you can go by with a hose afterwards and push it in. But I'd be very gentle. Actually, I just wouldn't rake it in. And do, you, do you have a thick layer of mulch underneath those trees? I have a little bit. Yeah, Most of those granulars will just go right through the, the mulch, just throw it on top and water it in or wait. I mean, let the rains water it in. And as David said, if it, we don't get enough rain, then you can go out with a hose and push it through. If okay. you And if you promise to keep the tines of your rake in the mulch only and not get into roots, we will allow you a little bit. But the rain should take care of it for you. Okay. Perfect. Now, may Thank I put you, you on the spot for a moment? Okay. Have you done any spraying of your citrus with horticultural oil in the last six months? No. Okay. Then we will not use your name again and admonish you off the air, Okay. <laughs> okay. All righty. Thanks for the thanks for the call, Charlotte. Okay. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. So now, why would you ask about horticultural oil and citrus? Well, because we keep talking about how many people are unaware of the serious threat to the citrus crop in San Diego and in California. Period. And, and daily, I encounter people who haven't even heard. And that's why I wanted to ask, because more people don't know about it than I think do know about it. And there's a an incurable fatal citrus disease called HLB, which is short for Huang Long Bing. It or is, and another common name is citrus greening disease. Citrus greening disease, and it will destroy the crop over time. And it has been discovered in San Diego County. The bug that spreads it is ACP, or Asian Citrus Psyllid. And the best thing we can do to slow the spread is to control the Asian Citrus Psyllid. And And that's why I was asking that previous caller, whose name we do not recall, (laughs) about... um, Whether she is sprayed. Whether she is sprayed. Horticultural oil will do a good job of killing the adult and nymph stages of the Asian Citrus Psyllid. And we ask everybody... With, with, citrus, with citrus trees to regularly treat your trees to prevent the Asian citrus psyllid, which will prevent the spread of the disease. Which that was is, uh, yeah. Charlotte and Lakeside. Hey, hey, hey. No, we knew that. We were trying to be discreet <laughs> gotcha. and not call her out. Hopefully she was just driving through Lakeside. So that, thank you. <laughs> it's a different Charlotte and Lakeside. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so now I see. We, I'm too discreet. We were spraying our trees regularly with uh, with oil, and through the summer months, trying to do spinosad to help reduce uh, the citrus leaf miner. So we fingers crossed. Yes, um, we have one more one more minute, so we can talk really quickly about just like we as humans, when we get sick and our noses get stuffed up, we cannot smell. Correct. We stink, but we cannot smell. 
What did we learn this week, George? We learned this week that the Asian citrus psyllid, the pest that cause that can transmit the HLB disease, when it is infected with the disease, is no longer attracted to the bait, the pheromone traps that we put out. It so loses its it loses sense. its sense of sense of smell. So now. You we can put those to, traps out, and if it's an infected psyllid, it's it not It probably going, will not be attracted right. to it, which is unfortunate. It is very unfortunate because you're only going to... Well, if you can capture them and reduce the populations, that is Every a panacea, but it's a mitigating step. Yes. Right. Okay. That's why that, that all fit together, together so well. well. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. We're going to take our last break, and if you want to call, we won't you know, badmouth you on the air this time. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And welcome back to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with George Allman. If you would like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number, and we will be kind, right? We will be kind. I was just looking at uh, one of the 17 television screens in front of me. Okay, three. (laughs) Um, Did you see the chill map? Did you look at that? I did not look up. We're expecting rain, and it was warm this morning. It's in the 50s. But so much of the rest of the country is freezing and frozen. Even lots of Florida had freeze warnings. I have a son that's in Pensacola, Florida, and another one that's in Virginia, where you expect the cold. My son in Virginia's temperatures were warmer than my son in Florida, which was amazing. Cray cray. It's crazy. Crazy. I love that song. That just came, Little Green Apples. Yeah, I know I, you do. I bought that as a, a 45 when I was a kid. I, I would suspect that should be your your dancing song instead of that other one (laughs) but tis um before we went into the break we were talking about citrus and treatment and making sure since everybody almost has a backyard citrus tree please take care of your trees and try and prevent the spread the continued spread of citrus greening disease in san diego county you know and in in addition to that there are other pests that when you spray with hoard oil you can help reduce populations of in particular scale which we often don't see because it it has a an immobile phase where you know it's moving around a little bit and then once it it finds its spot it locks down and you don't really recognize the scale all over the plant if you're not really looking for it and you end up with sooty mold um black sooty mold on your plant you and i did a class and we passed around a branch that was covered in scale and i don't think anyone recognized that it was on there there was so much scale on there it looked like the, the wood of the, of the branch, branch. And, so, and you couldn't yeah, so tell. if we spray oil you can help uh, eliminate that as well and that and those, that is one of the most important things for your tree is getting rid of that scale because it it takes so much insect, energy it's a sucking insect and you'll end up with leaves that look like it the plant needs to be watered they'll start uh losing the leaves and the, and the branches will get sunburned and die off so if you spray periodically, you will help reduce populations of all kinds of bad things in your citrus. Thank you. 
We now return you to your regular promo, <laughs> scheduled ahead. programming. Oh, okay. What? No, what do you point nothing. to? There's nothing there. My, thank goodness. Continue talking about herbs. So, well, do you have herbs in your herb garden, or do you have an herb garden? Do you have plants that you treat as herbs? What do you do? Do you have that culinary garden right outside no, the door? Once in a while, I grow. I take something home and I'll grow it until I don't grow it anymore, and then I, I rarely use any of that. We have an herb garden. Well, we, we cook with a lot of it, and so I, I cook with herbs a lot. And so we have an herb garden right outside the front door, which is easily accessed as opposed to walking throughout the yard. And plants like oregano and chives, as I was mentioning before the break earlier, and even rosemary, they make a good addition to a landscape just because they're edible. You know, it's part of an edible landscape. Put some rocks. You have uh, marjoram, oregano. They just kind of cascade over rocks, and it's very pretty. Do you have any thyme in that garden? We do have thyme. Do you yes. have the variegated lemon thyme? I have. Or the variegated, the yellow you know, and green I, leaf one? I know we did. I honestly don't know if it's still there. Um, but we have a number of different thymes, oregano's, marjoram's. How about um, the silver sages, thyme? Sage. I love thyme. Yeah. And I think thyme smells more like oregano than oregano does. Well, Is that well, <laughs> because I just don't understand? I love the lemon thyme. It that is really good with chicken. Okay. Cooks well. Does well. But what I've done in this herb garden is I keep putting bulbs in because they're surprises when they come up periodically and it's it adds a lot a lot of color to a, an herb garden. Are your bulbs blooming right now? Uh the paper whites are blooming right now and freesias are starting. My the freesias are starting to bloom. They're coming up. I've got oh, a couple. Oh, yeah, oh. no, I've got I've got one yellow freesia that's bloomed. Wow, one. I have some bulbs that I planted from the late Bob the Bulb Baron, probably between probably close to yeah, five to ten years ago, and they're just a a blooming mass right now, not a blooming now, mess. Now you just you mentioned to me that you had some belladonnas that went to seed and are blooming, or not well, blooming, they're growing. But they're starting to grow. The, yeah. I I cut the spikes off. I was cleaning, uh, cut the dead spikes off, but they had big seed heads on them, or big seeds. The seeds are the size of big bean seeds. And I cut the flower spikes and set them in a bucket next to my driveway. And those seeds have fallen and are starting to sprout. And every day for the last week and a half, I've said, I need to pick up a a seedling flat at home uh, at work and take it home and plant these. And then I thought, no, I don't need to do that because I have vegetable seedling trays the eight by eights or something in my my garage but i haven't done anything other than i've picked up the ones that were sprouted so far and put them on the i put them in a jar and put a little bit of water in them why don't you put them in the ground somewhere well because they'll get lost i want to i want to grow them a little bit okay so in order to protect them i'm (laughs) going to kill them (laughs) is that i think that's what i'm going to do but in the interim, I'm still going to try to go to Bob and Otay Mesa and answer the phone. And every time I click on what I thought was the answer button, maybe I should try that. Did that work? No. It, it hey, opens Brandon, up how a cal- are you? It opens up a calculator. Can you? Good morning, Bob. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. In regards to your your comments about the citrus trees, say you spray your tree regular. And somebody maybe in the neighborhood or next door has a disease. Is your tree still going to get it? If the bugs come from their tree, their disease tree, onto your tree in the between your sprangs, yes, they, it can transmit. I don't know how many infected bugs have to get on a tree or if it's just one or 
Um, I don't know that process, but it is incumbent upon all of us to do our best to control the psyllid because that is the only known vector, the only known transmitter of the disease. Well, you said if you go ahead and spray in between the sprays, but if you spray regular, isn't there no in between the sprays? Well, well, it's a it's a suffocate, so you it will kill the insects that are there, but it doesn't have any residual properties. So if you spray today and you don't spray for three or four weeks, a psyllid could theoretically come from an infected tree from your neighbor's yard and come and uh, eat off of your tree and in turn infect your tree. So there will be times when it's not you're not spraying. And thus far, it hasn't been found in the southern. The bug has been found, but not the disease in the southern half of the county. Just having the bug doesn't mean you have the disease. No different than having a mosquito bite means you're going to get malaria. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're you're welcome, Bob. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Whoops. Did you make that work? Well, I can hang up. I can't. <laughs> I can't answer. But I. Brendan doesn't think that's as humorous as I do. May I speak about roses a moment? <clears throat> well, we were talking about well, herbs. Uh, Are think, we done with I thought, herbs I thought we were and done. Bulbs? Did you have any more? Yeah. Okay, so yes. Just, we, we, we got our David Austin roses in. Oh, we did. And they're very nice. They are gorgeous. And yes. the tree roses are nice. I kind of like those. But, but you, oh, you the, can save the hips so it'll still be fruit. It can still be fruity. Right. I like, well, we bring lots of flowers in. What are the classes? Speaking of roses, uh, both stores today have rose classes. Oh, I see what you did there. At, uh, at 9 a.m. in San Diego, it's Rose Care with Beth Van Boxtel of the San Diego Rose Society. And in Poway, rose, uh, bear, bear Root Roses and Care with Celeste Burns at 9.30. So we will see you at one of those sites today. Have and a great, at, great day. Oh, wait, you're not. No, no, no. that no, was no. for me because oh. you're about to talk about this, so. And at, what time are we done here? Seven, probably around eight o'clock. I'll be taking the rest of the Decopon <laughs> fruit from Grocery Outlet. So get there early if you want it. <laughs> and get it yeah. before I do. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next week with another hour of Garden Talk. And Brian Bowersock and Auto Talk is up next. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery.